0: Hey everybody! This is Doria and Ray, and we have a special guest, a very dear friend of ours, Dominique Tubbs, who we are super stoked to have on our podcast today. And so, I mean, Dominique and I—we go way back. How many years?
1: How many years do we go? I back? don't want to. I don't want to date our young self, honestly. <laughs>
2: Just go with you were prodigies and y'all started hanging like when you were 10 or something. I mean,
1: high, mean high, school, high school. High school.
2: High
0: school. Yeah, we're not going to talk about how many years ago that Grad- was. Graduating
2: class of 1990. 1990- no. Oh. We're not that old. We're at least
1: in the right, 1900- I'm about to say, not the, not the late 1900s. As the young kids <laughs> think nowadays. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, we've known each other for a minute. And so... You hail from the southern Illinois. Your adulthood was in St. Louis for a little bit, and then you adventured off into New York. Yes, Indeed. and so yeah, we're, we brought you on because we wanted to hear your story, share share you, and kind of what impacts that you have made in the business industry and all of that shit. So,
2: small town girl goes big city. Yes, you're you're a movie. <laughs>
1: Not a movie. <laughs> uh,
2: did you come out of a bakery and make teeth? And we're like, that's the love of my life on Christmas morning.
1: No, absolutely Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So tell us, tell us what is Dom in the city? What yeah. is it that you do?
1: Yeah. All right. So Dom in the city, um, which is a, uh, it's actually a website and a social media platform that runs on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, Pinterest, all the things you can think of. I'm um, even on Facebook for the older, the older generation or demographic. Um, so I started out as wow. what you call an- the
2: early, <laughs> 90, the early huh? 1900 people.
1: <laughs> the early 1900 people. I love them though. I mean, mm-hmm. they raised us, and we turned out pretty good. Um, yeah. So it's a social media platform and a website. Um, I created it back in 2017. Um, and so what people would label me as, as an influencer, um, I specialize in the space of food and lifestyle. But when I created Domino City, it was actually to kind of fill a void that I was noticing. And it started out as a place for me to put all of my favorite recommendations for restaurants, et cetera. But then I realized there was a void specifically um, for black and brown businesses in the space of hospitality uh, when it came to like these large food digital publications. So that's one arm of my business, um, which is the influencing. And then the other arm of my business is actually consulting. So I work with uh, people in the hospitality space to kind of help them to understand how to best show up as yourself on social media. And then also just like a little bit of strategy as well, too, because you guys know um, a lot of time uh, business owners, especially small business owners, they're trying to do it all.
2: Um, And I always tell
1: people, leave things to the professionals. Um, So that's where I step in and help wow so you're the
2: professional
1: i'm the professional i'm the social media professional
0: okay okay so how long did you have this dream and what was the kick in the ass where you were just like you know what i'm just gonna do the damn thing
1: yeah um i always say like i'm a late bloomer in life doria knows this because she knows me well um uh, <laughs> so i mean I'm, i mean I didn't have like a passion or a thing I loved or went to school for something I loved. Um, moving to New York City actually actually helped me to discover my passion. Um, I realized I enjoyed food, I enjoyed storytelling, I enjoyed mm-hmm. photography, I enjoyed amplifying the message. I mean, I've always loved food, but I didn't think I was going to be putting it on a platform of some sort. So um, moving to New York, we moved to New York 2014, and then in 2017. I started blogging for a friend and then I was like, I have to do this on my own and like just so I can have more creative control. And then I came up with so many excuses. Like I wanna lose 10 pounds. Um, I wanna get a professional photographer. I wanna do like a trailer to open up the the branding of my website. Um, (laughs) I I I want someone to build my website. And then I had to come to the realization I'm starting from ground zero and I didn't have those funds. Uh, so then I just decided oh, one day, like, let's let's go buy a domain. Um, so I went and brought my domain. I went and brought my domain on Squarespace for Dom in the City. And then I believe in public accountability because I feel like when you put things out there in the universe, uh-huh. it makes you more accountable. So then I just told people, like, I'm launching a website December 12, 2017, and it was also my birthday. Yes, um, so I told is. people, like, yeah, so I told people, like, two months out before, and that was kind of like the swift kick in the ass. Um, And then I did go to school for marketing. So I realized that like, in order for a reader to keep coming back, you have to give them something new, and you have to Mm -hmm. give them a cadence. And so then I started publishing um, blog posts like every Tuesday, for like, almost like four years straight, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, Um,
0: But how did you keep
1: yourself disciplined to do that every Tuesday? I'm a planner girl.
0: Um, so I would
1: always, um, I would always I always say work in the queue. So like I would work like, I would have four in the queue. So I would always be like four weeks ahead. Um, mm-hmm. So that way I wouldn't have like a lot of stress. Do um, you still carry but, yeah, on just, the,
0: the written planners and you have color coordinates I still pensions. do,
1: still you do, still? nothing's changed. Nothing has changed, nothing has changed. i just, I know, but I'm a pen to paper person.
0: Okay, okay. okay. Every okay. year she always had to have a fancy, calendar planner and she had fun pen colors and post-its and all sorts of shit. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. so do I hear
2: product I mean, on this website?
1: Ooh, no? you say?
2: So do Project. I hear product launch on launch on this website? Dom the city planner. Get your free book <laughs> today. It
1: might that might be next you never know. Uh, multiple streams of income. No uh, <laughs> okay, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm just i
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. am I'm 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 a planner because I'm a procrastinator. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm also, um, I have to, I know myself pretty well, I have to create systems and structure and order in order for me to meet goals and accomplishments. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, that's kind of how Dominus City got started. But like I said, I started it as a hobby, but I always tell people from day one I operate it like a business. Um, mm-hmm. So it wasn't a formal business yet at that time. Um, but I got an email and like I told people if you email me, I would respond to you within 24 hours and you know like you know, I've just I this just kept it very, very professional. And I think having that type of ethic when you're starting a blog or starting some type of new business, um, I always say like write like right like everyone's reading besides just your mama or like your best mm-hmm. friend like right like you know but like you know take photos like right everyone's watching yeah and exactly. turning in a
2: paper to the world mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so what was this, yeah. the split from going from hobby to business and
1: like monetizing your hobby
2: are you doing it full time it- now
1: no i'm okay. i'm also in tech so i work in tech 9 to 5 um I, I work in operations so my job is to like to build and scale new teams um so that's my day job i work in tech and then domino city is something that i do like kind of like after hours or outside of work um but what happened was domino city was created in 2017 and then let's see i didn't start monetizing until 2020. so uh-huh. like, COVID like and actually yeah yeah COVID year because like i was forced to move away from like just doing restaurant stuff Mm -hmm. and moving into like lifestyle. So cooking at home and, you know, things like that. So yeah, so I started monetizing in 2020. And then it quickly just, it started moving really, really fast, like a lot faster than I thought it would. Um, I started traveling. Um, You know, I started pretty much almost making my salary at my tech job by doing influencing and social media consulting. So
0: So when are you going to make the big jump from... uh leaving
1: the 9 to yeah. 5 and just t- taking Dom in the city full time. And So I won't be sharing this podcast with my coworkers Um <laughs> no, this one. Um, no, um, honestly, I'm a person who does enjoy some level of stability. Um, Previously, I've worked in commission-based roles, like in Mm -hmm. retail from like, you know, selling luxury shoes. And so like, I've had like, I've looked like- uh, calling Baker's
0: luxury shoes.
1: (laughs) uh, Also, first of all, I also worked in Nordstrom and I had a short stint at Saks.
0: You tried it.
1: (laughs) How short was that (laughs) Uh, Saks? No, the stint at Saks was like six months. And then I was at Nordstrom for like a year when I moved out to the East Coast. Because I was like, let's try something different. Um, but yeah, so like I had a period where like you were on commission. So your check would never be the same. And I'm like, I like stability. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I mean, I, I always tell people in life, you're going to do one or two things. You're either going to do something that you're really good at or something you really love. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what I think personally, and I'm really good at what I do in my nine to five. Um, so I would prefer to stay honestly, um. I mean, do I eventually want to work for myself full time? Absolutely. But I think people have this idea of entrepreneurship. It's like, I get to control my schedule. and But it's 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 like a lot of long nights. And I've already got long nights between my nine to five and Dom in the city. Uh, and I also don't think I would enjoy it as much if I was doing it full time.
2: Yeah. yeah. Entrepreneurship is no joke. There is no stop time. There is no nice. the stop sign. You're like, oh, I want to watch that show. No, I have to answer these emails because I had to do client work because <laughs> these people actually paid me to do some work. Right. Um, and then, oh, by the way, there's these other clients we want to, you know, talk to, and let's set a meeting. And then it's bedtime, and then research, and then research. Yeah. Yeah. Because, as you yeah. know, right? It's always changing. It's mm-hmm, ever. Uh, especially in the food and influencer influencer space, I can only
1: imagine. Every ten minutes, there's something new and great and. How do you stay up on the trend? Yeah. I don't have the time. No, I'm just playing. Um, I mean, before (laughs) we end this, no, I'm just playing. Um, Before we end this podcast, there'll probably be a new feature on Instagram. They love to drop stuff, you know, just whenever all willy nilly. Um, No, but um, actually I love to read uh, the verge, which is a great online uh, publication that's geared at tech. So I, I read that a lot. And then I also just encourage people to follow people who are like, certified business coaches cuz there's a lot of business coaches out here that ain't certified, can't speak on things. Um, but like follow people who I mean, I'm just saying like follow people who yeah. are subject matter experts. So like I follow mm-hmm. those type of people so that way I can stay up on things. Like I'm a person who actually reads the updates on the instagram.com from the desktop. So th- those are my Ooh. ways of staying in touch of like what trends are going on and what's happening, but I try not to like zone in too much when it comes to social media because sometimes it can cause your, your creativity to be stifled a little bit because then you're starting to create content specifically for this new update, or you're trying to create content specifically for this new trend instead of staying authentic to yourself. So I try to stri- strike a healthy balance between the two.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Does it always match?
2: Like your authentic self, your lane versus what the thing, what is, what's the thing now, right? What friends you do influence.
1: So I really feel like in the past couple of years, um, specifically like on Instagram, everyone's really, really focused on going viral. Um, And I think that's because of the rise of Instagram reels. And I always tell people like going viral is not always the thing that you want to do, because sometimes you're attracting people who are not part of your community or you're not attracting people who are your target audience. Um, So I always just ride the authentic lane because I feel like my growth might be slow. But it'll be steady and it'll be a strong foundation versus going viral and then just like it just turning off and And
0: that's what we definitely noticed you know since we kicked off right um that you don't want not everybody is good for you right? right and so that's not the clientele that's not the 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 attention that you want to to bring to your business and
2: so i mean that's i'm glad that you spoke on that especially you know in the social media realm not every com- any every community or every room is for you and we, we learned that lesson a few weeks ago mm-hmm. yeah we ended up in a space that we were invited to and it, it was it definitely was not a, we didn't we're not going back no. um, yeah and also right not all money is good money which is <laughs> but, but I will say this that is that's that's the struggle right when you're looking at growing and building especially the portfolio and then you want to expand and do all the things mm-hmm. um because between the two of us there's eighty-five thousand ideas but 30 of those need capital and we're like no but if we do this if we do this but then you just it's no longer like it's not we had this conversation where it's it's eating at like my soul mm-hmm. right it eats at mm-hmm. me like, do I really Like, what am I doing? Why? Because it was a paycheck? No, paychecks are good, right? If you love what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why we stepped away because we just, we no longer felt the passion and it didn't connect with us.
1: And so, yeah. Yeah. I feel that because, like, like you guys mentioned, all money isn't good money. And I think um, on your journey to entrepreneurship, that's something that you have to learn. And I feel like sometimes the way that you learn it is by doing that thing that isn't the good money. Um, mm-hmm. And then you realize a headache that comes along with it. Um, and you guys are about to get some sirens riding past real quick, because this is New York City. I thought,
2: <laughs>
1: we live we in St. Louis, Louis. <laughs> you right. Oh, I'm not just playing, I love St. Louis. <laughs> All right, it's gone. Um, so I, I think sometimes what I had to learn is when you do something that goes against your mission statement or your, your values, um, it might make more money, but I always think about the stress that it comes with or the headache that it comes with. And so like, so then I I look back at it and I'm like, mm, oh, they put an extra comma in there. Mm, or <laughs> they, put an extra, they put an extra zero in there, but then I come back and I think about like, does this align with who I am and my vision and my statement? And and if it doesn't, I'm just like, no. And I always believe that the universe will come back and give it to me 10, ten times over in a, in a different way. And that's just how I've always moved and there's been opportunities where I'm like oh I should take this and I'm like nope this doesn't fit you Dom and then I said no and then next thing I know like a week later I got an email and I'm like this is why I wasn't supposed to take it because this this right here was for me and not not that other opportunity. You have a lot of patience.
2: Yeah we're waiting on that. I had
1: to have it. I had to have it. I had to have it. Um, I think as somebody who um, I was not patient in my younger years. Doria knows this. I was not a patient person. Um, I would pop off. I would say the first thing that would come to my mind. Um, yeah, no filter. but I had to. I had to shift. Look, no filter. I had to shift from playing the the short game to the long game. Um, mm-hmm. And I also had to shift from like protecting my peace or, or or like doing things that like cause chaos and instead like picking peace. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to be patient.
0: yeah Yeah. so would you say that you learning to be patient was one of your biggest lessons learned
1: or was it something else oh man biggest lesson learned as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. just in general right because it's growth right it's
2: yeah this growth also equals personal growth also equals all types of discomfort and in days of i don't want to do this anymore or uh you know or let's take that paycheck because there's an extra comma an extra zero
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like patience is one of the many lessons that I learned in my entrepreneurship journey, um, along with understanding my value. Um, Mm -hmm. That was something I struggled with um, personally, like for years was like understanding the value that I bring. Um, So that's that that those are two things, understanding my value very early on. And then also um, in patience. Yeah
2: can I can I pivot on that real quick on understanding your value, right? Because I've been listening to people, we we have been in some amazing events where we've met some incredible people, and that's when it comes to women and women of color, more especially, that's the one of the main topic. Like they make sure to understand your value. Don't, you know, don't do the discounts, don't do the negotiations, mm-hmm. or any of that. How did you learn that? Like was there one thing where you were like, damn, I should have charged more. Or I, you know, how do you, how
1: do you, and then how do you have that conversation? Yeah, I mean, as an influencer, we get brand deals, um, or I get brand deal offers sometimes, and they come from like national or global companies. And I always, rem- always remind people in this space of brand partnerships. You know, like their job is to get as many people as possible for the for the lowest price possible. So the mm-hmm. price that they throw out is not their, that's not their ceiling. That's probably like their floor, like oh. they can go higher. So All I right. had to learn the art of negotiation. Um, and I also just think like sometimes black and brown people we're just excited just to have a seat at the table mm-hmm. um, instead of thinking about the value that we bring. Um, you know, like black women entrepreneurs we're like one of the fastest growing groups of entrepreneurs. Um, and when it comes to the black population, we have like one of the largest spending dollar uh, brackets as well, too. So people forget that. So I always tell my friends who are also um, of same background, et cetera. Like if you're reaching, if a national brand is reaching out to you and you go to their page and you see nothing but white faces, they need a brown face or they need a black face. Right. Um, you mm-hmm. need to charge them because like you're allowing them access to your built-in trust that you created with your community
2: um, mm-hmm.
1: and etc. cetera. So like I had to learn how to negotiate. I had to learn how to quiet the voice of imposter syndrome because I always feel like it never really goes away unless you're Oprah. Uh, don't have it. I don't think it goes away for Oprah. <laughs> nah, I, I mean, I think I read, I think I watched an article, or I read like, I like watched a TV show, and Art, uh, and she said she don't have it. Like, yeah, because you're Oprah. you <laughs> only have Yeah. The country. And, right. And, and so like, she doesn't have it. Like, so yeah. But I'm not Oprah yet. I don't. I don't got the Oprah money yet. But I've learned how to quiet the voice of imposter syndrome, which I think has really helped me to understand my value. Um, And that also, I think being in spaces of like minded people um, Mm -hmm. is also very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, for example, I always tell people uh, being a creator, like, sometimes your community might not be in your city. Sometimes your community might not be in your state. Um, A lot of my community that I, you know, that I formed when I got into the space of, you know, influencing and creative endeavors were in different they're in different like states. I mean, like some of my my really good friends, they live in Houston. I got good friends that live in like Colorado, like they're they're from anywhere. But like, if you guys all have a shared or similar goal, that mm-hmm. that's what helps bring together a community.
0: How did you create that community? Because like you said, sometimes your community is not within your city, right? So how did mm-hmm. you create your
1: community? What steps did yeah. you take? So, I mean, if it's in person, I'm always the person that will walk up to a complete stranger and say hi, um, because oh i I just I, I mean like I'm what are you what are you gonna say? Ew, why did you talk to me? Uh, like we're adults <laughs> now, you
0: know. But I must the extrovert in in our friendship. She was the, the, the wait just, between
2: the two of you. She's the extrovert.
0: Yes. Yes, I'm the introvert. I'm the quiet yep. one. She's the one in the middle of the dance floor or she's on a chair, a table. I don't know about that, Doria. I don't <laughs> know about that I don't oh, know the dance okay. There.
2: Okay. I love you, but I've never heard my beautiful wife ever be um, referred to as an
1: introvert or the quiet one. She's also an extrovert, but she's just yes. lying. But,
2: that's but of, you know, when, that's a when conversation for another day. Is, I'm gonna put, pull out all these pictures that I seem to have found, and we're gonna see. Yeah, from the late 1900s. Oh my yeah. god! Early 2000s. They're um, on my.
1: They're on my Facebook. I have not deleted gotcha. that albums. Yeah, yeah. Have, have at it. We're, we're gonna tag Masuda. And no, <laughs> no, those are back in the UMSL
0: so days, the really, S- like, S- those, look, at they look at where they
2: are now, right? They're, you know, the introvert and the extrovert. Yeah, i right. grown.
1: <laughs> yeah, but definitely, I mean, definitely going to, like, networking events mm-hmm. um, and just introducing yourself. And you don't always have to go to networking events that are specifically in, in your industry. Right. You know, you can just go to, like, community events. Because um, most likely, in a community event, there's going to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of thinking outside the box. And then also, like, when you go to another city, like, try be intentional about trying to connect with other people. Um, and I know, like, sometimes people are in this space, like, no new friends. But you'd be surprised the type of connections I made online, and, and they've been, like, very fruitful offline,
2: mm-hmm. or that
1: person is the same as they are online and offline. So kind of just really just putting yourself out there and just being open um, to meeting new people, honestly. And also just realizing that maybe your community doesn't look like you. Um, Some of my strongest supporters um, in terms of like my community have been extremely amazing allies um, Mm -hmm. that have allowed me to understand like, oh, they lowballed you on this this partnership, you know? And I'm just like, man, you're the ally we all deserve. Um, So also just knowing (laughs) that maybe your community might not look like you. Yeah, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to shout her out. What's up, Allison? i go, Allison. <laughs> but yeah, Allison, so
2: we might need you to take a look at some of our contracts.
1: We'll there, right.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. So, what would you say is one of your most memorable success? Like the thing that you are the most proud of
2: in your journey? Like you saw it, you're like, damn, I'm an influencer now.
1: Um. I mean, you know, this sounds really corny, but the moment I was most proud or most memorable is when my mom and dad realized, like, I just wasn't playing on my phone. Um, like, I was just like, I was actually doing something um, of impact, um, but I would, I would say if I had to point directly to an event um, or a moment, last year I had the opportunity to work with Amtrak Um, which I forget that they're also located in like Canada. So it's not just a US based company, Um, but I had the opportunity to go to DC and interview chefs um, from all different types of nationalities and backgrounds. And it's just something that made me realize like, oh, you don't have to be behind the camera. You can actually get in front of the camera. Um, But it was just something that I was really proud of. Um, I put myself out there. It was something I was like definitely afraid of doing. Um, but in 2023, my model was do things that scare the shit out of you. Um, yes. And the idea of like getting in front of a camera, talking, having, I was like, this is scary. But, you know, um, that was like my most memorable moment of 2023, honestly. It's one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite partnerships to date.
2: You need to go back when your parents, you know, or your family members, we tell family members, oh, we're doing this. And they're like, yeah, okay. We cool. Support you, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, right? you know. But yeah. there's not really there's, and then in the back, you know, they're all amongst each other, like Mm-mm, they right? don't do nothing. But that's cute, their little hobby, uh, you know. And so having that acknowledgement, I think is yeah. is important. And that can definitely be a moment where it's like, I told you know that crowd because no, you weren't just playing on your phone, you don't know. No, we just mm-hmm. didn't at our jobs because we want to hang out more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like th- there's a purpose and, and, and you know, when you when you get past that, the people who should be your biggest supporters, mm-hmm. but they're quietly like, I don't know if this is gonna be okay. And so I think proving mm-hmm. to them yep. that you've done it, that can be even a bigger accomplishment than a seven figure check, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I always tell people like, I'm not about words, I'm about action. So like, I'm gonna show you better than I can tell you. So like, mm-hmm. I right, think eventually right. my parents, My parents were like oh my gosh i saw this thing you did or like i saw you on youtube with amtrak like this is a real thing i'm like yeah it's a real thing (laughs) Uh, that amtrak was last year wasn't it we filmed in july yeah we filmed in july and then like they just been blasting it everywhere so it's like if you somebody i'm not going to tell that story here somebody's somebody's like i saw you on youtube for amtrak i'm like yeah you're gonna see me everywhere regardless if you like me or not so get used to it um right. yes. <laughs> but um but you also have to think about our parents and this kind of goes back to the conversation of success our parents success you know baby boomers their idea of success is go work for a company draw a pension and retire mm-hmm. um yep. and art and like to me that has never been my idea of success since I moved to New York I, I never in, in any point in my life thought I was like oh I'm gonna own a business and like make my own money and control how much money I make I never thought that um, so like I I don't sh- I don't shade my parents for thinking that like this wasn't a real thing or wasn't like a real job but I always tell people like don't let others define what your success is um, mm-hmm. you get to pick what success looks like. And so I tell my parents, I get to pick what success looks like. And to me, success does not look like working for somebody until I'm like 60 or 70. Like, I should be on a beach by 60. (laughs) A beach.
2: Like, I'd like to be on a beach by 50, honestly. That's nice,
1: too. You know, (laughs) I'm getting ready to turn 40. What's another 20 years when you look this young (laughs) on this place? You
2: know, I'm getting ready to turn 40 also. And so here we are. Why are you
1: telling lies? (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Tw- twenty six minutes and fifty five seconds seconds ago, she was twenty one. Remember, Man, right? How so we just <laughs> jumped. Yeah, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um,
2: yes, but I mean, but our parents don't know what they don't know. hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. they, they don't, don't know what absolutely. they don't know. They just want us to be stable, happy, safe, secure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and and what they did, right? Those, and so mm-hmm. I mean, people, even now, people are just like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Why? Yeah. But you both had such great careers. Like, what's yes, the problem? And we still do. Yeah. Can you hold on? Yeah. Like, Doria's almost retired. Right. I you have know. one more year no. left. <laughs> you know, well, look at you. There is no retirement. It's mm-hmm. just you work until you die. Yeah. Yeah.
1: i um, no. so, pray that you saved enough.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or, or someone's going to come in and your 401k is going to tank or your investments are going to be shit to shit and then given mm-hmm. 25 years but you got to give another 30 or you know lord forbid you're you've already retired something tanks and then you have to go back to work back to work yeah and then you don't know mm-hmm. anything because technology is taken has moved leaps and bounds from when you were first working and it's just a whole thing
1: mm-hmm. yeah
2: yes. okay so
0: new year is this a new year new You? is you have like what's your resolution or just like you know what I
1: got goals. I got plans. I'm gonna knock it out. Um, a new year, same me. Yeah, but with better systems. Okay. Um, clearer goals. Um, yeah, and that's how I'm looking at it. Um, I, I think I'm I am what you call a workaholic. Um, I'm a person who will forget to take their time off from work. It's really bad. And well, then when I do take time off from work, I'm doing Domino City, so I don't really take time off. Um, but something happened on the last trip when I went home to visit my family. And I realized like, I took like, I was off for like combined eight days in total. And that was crazy. I was like, I need to go back to work, um, but I didn't. But, uh, but then I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, Dominic, you really enjoy slow starts. And you know, earlier this year, I would just like wake up an hour before work and log on. I couldn't even see the screen, shit was like unclear. I was just trying to like log on and get my job, my job done. But then I realized I need to give myself time in the morning for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like now I'm creating systems to allow myself to wake up, focus on me before I can go focus on my nine to five. Okay. Um, so that's like so been one of the most enlightening. Air. Yeah. And probably, I mean, self I mean, I, yeah, just practicing better, better preparation. I mean, like looking at life in quarters instead of a whole year, um, that's been like one of the bigger shifts I've had recently as well too. Um, Mm -hmm. because like, I mean, I don't know what's happening in Q4. Let's just focus on Q1 and Q2 for right now. Um, Right. that's, that's also been a better shift. It's allowed me to create clearer goals. Mm
2: -hmm. Um,
1: so that's, that's like one of the biggest shifts I had this year. So that's why I said, same me, just better systems.
0: Okay. Um, I love it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So what
0: can the people look forward to, um, this year with Dom in the city?
1: Yeah. You know what? I keep on saying this, but I really feel like I'm moving away from the influencer title um, Mm -hmm. because I don't I didn't get into I didn't get into this to become an influencer. Um, So I'm really leaning on this second arm of my business, which is the consulting. I kind of fell into it. Um, I had no desire to be like, I'm going to be a social media consultant. It just kind of like everyone's like, can you help me? And I'm like, and I always tell people pay attention to the thing that people are always asking you. Can you do this or can you help me with this? Mm-hmm. Because that means that that's a talent or it's a skill and people see that you do it well. And sometimes when that talent is skill and you're doing it well, you can monetize it. Uh, exactly. I really, lean, I really wanna lean into consulting. Um, I just got offered to do a little bit of uh, writing for uh, a newspaper and then also some stuff with the tourism board here in New York City. Um, more traveling for the City so that way I can go to other cities and amplify the voices of black and brown people. Um, but yeah, so traveling, writing, consulting—that's what people can expect from me more in
0: 2024. Oh, I, like it. I, like I it, love I it! I'm like looking it. forward to that. What's your next uh, trip? Where are you going?
1: Um, so it's domestic, but I'm going upstate to Ithaca, uh, New York, and I'm going to learn how to ski. Um, <laughs> and gonna, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know how to ski, but I brought a ski suit. That's one thing I did. Oh, um, you know look yeah. good. <laughs> I already yeah. tried it on. Black is swimming. Um <laughs> Yeah, so, so that's uh that's one of the trips. Um mm-hmm. I have a trip for Florida lined up, a trip for Virginia lined up. I got some other trips too, but like I said, I'm just looking at Q one and Q two right now. Mm-hmm. So And learning yeah. to speak
2: is the top of that list. Apparently. Yeah. Learning yeah. how to speak.
1: Yeah, you're and, and, and explore Ithaca because and- yeah, but I'm also going to explore Ithaca because Ithaca actually that area has like a lot of like um, history around it as well too uh, related to Black people, um, so I'm excited to explore that as well. Okay.
2: It's actually really pretty in the winter. It's cold, but it is really pretty in the
1: winter. I love cold weather and oh. I love snow. So That's let's stuff. do it. I mean, I live in New York. I gotta. I gotta <laughs> like <a> it. <laughs> I'm a January baby. <laughs> well, you were also
0: raised on the island, so yeah. there's that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's okay. that. Yeah. All right. So, Dom, share a piece of advice that you would give to small business owners, the black and brown community, the marginalized community. What would be something that
1: is important for you to share? Pay the professionals. Pay the professionals. Um, You know it's it's proven in statistics that um, black and brown people have less capital um, when they're starting a business compared to their white counterparts Mm -hmm. Um, i also want to say like two-thirds less if i'm going to be exact but sometimes we fall into the space where we try to do everything ourselves and Mm -hmm. what we need to do is we need to release that and allow people who are professionals to handle it so get an accountant Mm -hmm. Um, if you are not tech savvy don't try to build a website Um, But also um, outside of paying the professionals, make sure you have some type of digital footprint. I think it's really, really important. So when I say digital footprint, I mean a website, I mean, build out social media platforms or work on social media platforms that fit your demographic. Um, And also just make sure that you're showing up as your best self online as well too. I think sometimes I see business owners who will use their business account as their personal account. Um, And just remember that like you have a story that needs to be told. Um, So like also, like I said, once again, If you need a social media person, get a social media person. But I always recommend a social media person, a consultant. What else do I recommend? A web designer, if you can. But yeah, at the end of the day, pay the professionals. That's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, you know, you talked about that, you know, minority business owners, they oftentimes they want to do everything themselves because they have, you know, trust issues, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And what we are seeing is that a lot of people are scared to invest because they're not sure if they're going to, if it's worth it. Right. So Mm -hmm. how do you, from your perspective, because you're going into consulting, right. How do you help them and negotiate and convince them that your service is valuable?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's something I come across pretty often. And a really good example is I was working with a restaurant recently and they were like, "Um, I mean, do you know what you're doing? And I'm just like, okay. Um, so I always tell people like, you know, really make sure you do the time to look the person up, ask for the work that they've done already, um, ask for the results. I think that it's never harmful to ask for the results and also check with your own community as well too. Like if you see that someone's doing social media really well and you know, they're not social media savvy, ask them who is the person that's helping you. Cause most likely if they're a social media manager, they're managing multiple accounts. Mm-hmm. Um, so like doing your research is really helpful. Um, but like the, the restaurant, I was giving an example, I gave him like a little tidbit of free information and then he came back and he's like, it worked. I was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, you wanna work together? Um, no, but I think also just like look at the resources that they're creating normally if you're normally if it's a business owner and their job is to attract other business owners they're going to create resources do you find these resources to be helpful and if you find them to be helpful most likely this is someone that you might want to add to a list of, you know, people that you do business with. But I always tell people just research because I feel like now we're the space of consulting and business help is sometimes becoming oversaturated. So it mm-hmm. makes it confusing for the business owner to decide like how can I trust these people? But right. like just hey, doing the research. Do the Googles. Do mm-hmm. the Googles. Yeah. You know, if anybody Googles you, they can clearly tell that you guys are qualified uh from all the work that you've done in the past. So like do right. the googles, And that's yeah. your community. That's the most important thing.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay.
0: All right. Last question: Who do you um, listen to in terms of podcasts and books? Who's your go-to for motivation, empowerment? Mm-hmm. Who gives you the nuggets?
1: Mm-hmm. Who gives me the nuggets? Books. Um, <laughs> no. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I get I get a lot of motivation from different people. Um, there's this girl, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I, <can't. laughs> her I remember her, her. Her first name is Katie. That's what I do remember. And I think her last name is Strictly. But if you guys are interested in following somebody that can give you really good social media tips, YouTube tips, just DM me. I'll send it to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I always, I always like look at people who are business owners who are doing what I want to achieve in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I follow those type of people. So, like a really good example um, is a ice cream shop, a family owned ice cream shop here in Harlem. It's called Sugar Hill Creamery. They opened a total of, I want to say, three or four locations in New York City. Um, if you're opening three to four locations successfully in New York City, you're doing something right. Right. Um, and the wife is actually um, a business coach, and she has like a mentorship program. And I'm telling people like. If you see an owner who is running businesses successfully, that is somebody you should be listening to. So I always recommend that mentorship class to, to, um, to them. But, um, who else do I listen to? I mean, I've been, I just read like a lot of self-help books as well too. So I've been reading Atomic Habits. I finally jumped on the bandwagon. Um, and that's been I've really, that really
0: helpful. i everywhere now. I know it's been published for like years and now it's coming yeah. back, you know, in your face and so.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually it's a really really good read. If you're a person who needs to create structure in your life, or if you're a person that needs to figure out how to better organize your day, I recommend it. And I'm not a person that recommends self help books and stuff like that, but this is a, this book is a good read. If you don't want to read it, do Audible. You can read it in four and a half hours. Boom. Go, no, honey. Um. <laughs> look, I hey, I look
2: structure. I'm organized in my own way.
1: Yes, you do. I like books being read to me. I like books being read to me. Call me a child if you want to, Um, but yeah, I'm I'm here for
2: it.
1: it. Yeah, but I mean, also like I always think about like there's some influencers who have been doing this longer than me. I look look to them. There's some people who are influencers turned business coaches that are really amazing. Like a really good one is Erin On Demand. That's literally her name on Instagram, Erin On Demand. Um, And she's really big in like productivity and she's a business owner. Um, she's created like an amazing planner called Top Three, um, where you literally write out your top three tasks for the day, and then you write down your secondary tasks. So, like those are just like a couple people I can think of off the top of my head. So, um, Katie, I can't remember her last name. Don't worry, DM me and I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> Patricia at Sugar Hill Creamery, two, and then three. Erin on Demand.
2: Okay. So now, where can they find you? Where can the people find? Dom in the city or Dom on the interwebs or Dom's blogs I or things. I'm
1: everywhere. Media. I'm everywhere on Joe Biden's internet. Um, <laughs> I am on. Not <laughs> Joe Biden's internet. <laughs> Uncle Joe, um, no, I'm on Instagram. Uh, it's Dom in the city, so D O M, the letter N, and then you type the city behind that. Um, I'm also on Twitter. Still love it. Don't love the person that owns it. That's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> Threads, I'm on threads as well too. I'm on Pinterest, but I'm not that active. And then I also have a website, dominthecity.com as well too. And I answer my DMs, I'm a person who answers DMs. So if you happen to watch this podcast, enjoy it, have another follow-up question, please reach out to me and tell me that you saw me on this podcast and you have further questions awesome
2: thank you dom we appreciate you so so much
1: i appreciate you guys and everything that you're doing for the city of st louis you're allowing business owners to thrive and giving them the tools that they need yes so I appreciate you guys
0: yeah we're super excited if you happen to be in town mother's day weekend in may We are hosting our first network community event. It is a creative collective competition. Mm -hmm. Yes, hairstylists, Mm -hmm. barbers, fashion, music. Um, You know, if you're in town, May 11th. That's show
2: networking on steroids competition. It's it's going to be all local to St. Louis. Yeah.
1: Mm, I love that. Well, if I'm, I will try to be in town. But if I'm not in town, I'm definitely going to spread the word. I think that's great. Building you. yes, you guys. Yes, we you appreciate, appreciate your time, us. girl.
0: Yeah. And hey, if there's anything that you need from us, you know, definitely let us know and, you know, we'll share your story.
1: Thank you. Thanks Thank for having me. Bye.
2: <laughs> Bye.